Welcome everyone to episode 20 of Raw Sport. My name is Ahmed Al-Huli and as usual, Mr. Tony Sheen joins me on the show. Tony, how are you, buddy? How's things? Ahmed, good morning. We usually say good morning on a Tuesday, but we're get, getting it fired up and it's a Monday morning. We can't wait to get stuck into our next guest. We have a huge guest, the man, the legend, Mr. Anthony Mundine. How are you, brother? How's things? What's going on, my boys? My brothers, assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh, man. I'm going good, man. I'm Everything's going good. I'm, uh, I'm the level. I'm healthy. So, all praise Allah, man. Chuck, where do we find you this morning? I'm in Sydney. Chuck, where, where do we find you this morning? I'm in Sydney. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going past St. George um, Hospital, private hospital. Um, I went for my, I've been for my 8K run already this morning. I've done that. I'm the left. So I stay fit, I stay active, and um, I'm going to pick up another friend of mine and just uh, go and see Nathan Merritt at, at the hospital. And then uh, we're going to eat some lunch and, uh, yeah, just have a relaxing day. Just before we go on and I hand you over to Ahmed, Nathan Merritt's the former South Sydney Rabbitohs player who found himself in an uncompromising position over the weekend. Is that right? Chocks uh, must have some some bad some bad signal there. It might be because uh, he's down near his old um, haunt in St George. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually wondering whether, when he talked about St George Hospital, wonder whether that was where he was born. Well, <clears throat> very good question. But hopefully he'll he'll be, he'll be able to join us again. Um, let's see if we can try and bring him back in, because he's just cut off there. Stay with me. We will be here. He is. Is he back? We'll bring him back in. Let's see if we can bring him back into the coverage. We've, we've uh, I think we have lost him, unfortunately. He must be going through some bad signal. But anyway, <coughs> we'll, we'll keep going until we'll, until yeah. we uh, bring until we bring him back on. Um, yeah. So it's been it's been a big week. Uh, in terms of the well, it's more been more around the whole trade table. It's been a very quiet week in regards to what's been happening, and uh, I think our man's come back. Here we go, Chuck, you're back, brother. No, I know what's on my phone, man. No, I think I think I think Asia is playing with my phone, boy. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. My phone's been messing up. I've been messing up. I'm a, I'm a bad man, cuz you know what I mean. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a truth seeker, brother. You know what I mean? They don't want the truth, bro. They don't want the truth. The truth's on the rock. If I was to a pack of dogs, the one that hits past the and they're barking, bro. They're barking. I was hoping, I was hoping we weren't going to politicise this sports podcast. Uh, it's all good anyway. I'm political. I'm the, I'm the greatest athlete ever been, been produced, not just only in Australia, but the world. No one's done what I've done. No one's got my resume. That's it. Full, full stop. Chuck, let's let's talk a bit about your journey. Hey, Ahmed, um, Ahmed sorry yeah. to interrupt. Can I just digress for one moment? Chuck, before we go into the hardcore stuff of Anthony Mundine and what you've achieved, can you give us a quick update on Nathan Merritt, the NRL star, who is um, in a uh, in a certain predicament right now? Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty um, you know pretty stable. He's sort of 
still in a coma. And I think he's in, induced a coma. So I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm on my way to the hospital now. I'm going to eat some lunch and go to the hospital and um, see how he's going. But um, I'll let you know um, an update when I, after I get there. Well, our thoughts and prayers are with him. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, he's a great man, man. It's just um, unfortunate that you know, things can happen like this, man. You just got to be, be grateful for every day and you know, being blessed to wake up. 100%. Troc, let's, let's go back in time, pal. I mean, you were you started your journey in the world of NRL, rugby, and then you moved over into the boxing world, which is quite a, quite a, quite a transition. Very structured league, very organized league to the boxing world, the, the world of chaos. Um, take us through, through that time, Chuck. Like, what was it like moving from NRL to boxing? Take us behind the scenes, brother. Um, well, at the time, it was pretty easy because what was going on um, and me, me being who I was, like very um, outspoken, very confident, and someone who believed in his ability. But in saying that, I never did any, I never was in any scandals. I never was slipping anybody's misses or drunk, drunk, um, you know, drunk, not drunk nights or whatnot. I never had, I never had, you know, any stuff with alcohol or drugs or anything like that. I just was confident, and I and I and I expressed that, and I called out racism, called out for 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 justice, and you know, the reason why I didn't get picked for the national teams, the coach actually, if you go back and have a look through the, through the archives, the coach at the time, Chris Anderson, said I didn't get picked because of my off-field characteristics. Now, off-field characteristics like what? I had no scandals, I had no drug problems, no drinking problems. <coughs> I was confident because I was a confident black fella, Muslim, alhamdulillah, proud Muslim, and they didn't want to give me that. Um, they wanted me to. They wanted me. To, I reckon they wanted me to, sh to sh show that they were in power, and they were. They picked me when they they thought would see fit, but I, I should have been picked from '96, and um, I was the best fella. Like I was the best. I was a bad boy. Uh, you know, fitness and dailies. They're great players. I'm not going to never deny that. But at the end of the day, I, I beat their team um, every single time. And their team never beat my team. And I outplayed them every single time. So, you know, it's just, it's just, it hurts. It hurts when I talk about it because that's, that's what made me fall out of love with the game. So it was easy to transition to boxing. It was easy to be my own boss. It was easy to, to um, you know, say what I wanted to say and not, not be gagged or whatever, you know what I mean? Hey, um, Chuck, speaking of your NRL career, do you know it's 30 years this year since you started playing NRL? Yeah, yeah, um, 93, yeah, I, my mum and my debut in 93, 30 years. And I swear to God, boys, I swear to God, I love my witness. If I trained and dedicated to myself to the game today, I, I still kill it today. Well, it, you think you'd be able to compete with Latrell Mitchell and Cody I Walker? And 100%, 100%. I'll be faster than Cody. Easy. I'm a beast, Cody. I'm a beast. Well, how old are you? 47? 47. 
48, baby, 48. And, be, and look and feel it great. That's all I am, baby. I say number, number, bro. I say number, number. I swear to God. I'm, I'm getting younger. I'm just, I'm, you know, I wish I had this um, knowledge. I wish I had this um, experience, seasoning, you know, especially in boxing. Like, a, um, now, if I was like a, a fighter, if I, if I came in, had that drive and that, that hunger to be champion now, I could be two more champion again today. But I don't have that drive. I don't have that. I've done everything I wanted to do. Yeah, that's incredibly admirable. Now, today is the AFL's Mad Monday. It's when recruiters and list managers have their start of season Mad Monday rather than the players have their Mad Monday. Now, you you were um, traded from St George in, I think, 95 or 96. Take us through what it's like. Sorry, go on. I was the best in the league. I was one of the highest paid players at the time. I think I wasn't traded. I just got, I just got um, more money elsewhere, and um, I signed with Super League. Well, I signed two contracts. I signed a Super League contract. And I signed the ARL contract. That's why I didn't play for Australia in the Super League because I was going to court to find out who, you know, one league I belonged to. And but at the end of the year, they gave, they said you got to go back to the original competition, which is the ARL. But they can come back, form back together as one anyway. That's when I went back to the Dragons. I was a free market and free agent again. So, basically, um, what we're talking about. So, so in terms of, I mean, yes, it's the AFL's trade day today where all the recruiters kick off and transfer players. And I'm not um, suggesting that you were traded, but you chose your own destiny. But take us through what it's like moving clubs for your will and against your will. Yeah, I mean, depending on the circumstance, um, if it's for your will, it's probably better. If it's against your will, it'll be, it'll be daunting. It'll be, you know, I mean, you, you, you don't know where you're gonna end up. But you, you know, just gotta make the most of it. And um, especially for these young um, AFL boys, you know, I know there's a lot of talent coming through. I mean, I, I think it's a great, I think AFL is a great game, man. It's very, um, I hate to play it because you don't, you don't, you don't know where you're gonna, what side you're gonna get from. <laughs> That's why it's the best game in the world, brother. Oh, but you don't know what side you're from, so you have to be, you have to be um, very careful. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, they just got to make the most of, the, of where they where they go, where they end up, and just rip in and, and try and give the, the you know the team that they're going to uh, um, some 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 legs to, to, to make it to the final. Um, Chuck, we know you're a fan of AFL. Did you watch the grand final? Did you watch the your brothers Bobby Hill and Charlie Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I watched a bit of it. I watched a bit of it. Yeah, I, I, I always watch grand finals, man. Uh, NRL, NRL, AFL. Um, the boys, the boys done well. But what, what, like, I know your boys did well. But what did you think about the game as a whole? Nah, great game, man. It's a great game. It's a, it's a spectacle, you know what I mean? It was a great game. Wow, Chuck. Let's uh, let's let's look at the state of sports in Australia right now, okay? You were paid back in the day a good sum of money. Um, if you look at what players are getting paid today, I, I wouldn't say there's too much of a difference, really. Um, are players underpaid? I believe so. I believe they're underpaid. I mean, back in the day, man, I, 
back in '97, bro, I got seven fifty, seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. That's like one point five, one point eight million today. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're definitely getting underpaid, and the best players in the world are, are getting maybe one point two, one point three. You know what I mean? So I know, I know that AFL, AFL, they might be getting one point five, but I believe that they're definitely getting underpaid. The, the amount of money and um, you know, revenue that, 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 that the AFL and the NRL make certainly not, not looking after the players the way, the way they should be. Why do you think that is the case, though? Like, if, if there's so much money coming in, why wouldn't you pay the players more, put them on more money, give them more marketing contracts, put them in, in front of greater audiences? Wouldn't that benefit the game? Is he frozen again? Yeah, he's gone, he's gone for a bad, bad patch of reception again. <laughs> Maybe it's the um, it's his friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, thus far he's been sensational. He's been open. He's been giving. There he is. He's oh, back. back. Yeah, Chuck. You hear me? We are lost you there, mate. Pull over in a minute. Pull over in a minute. <laughs> yeah. So I said, I said, greed, I said, I said, greed's the problem. Greed. Greed. Okay. Greed. Greed. But are you talking about from a player's perspective or a game's perspective? Game. Game. The players should be getting paid more, bro. The players, so the players, are, the players. The players are the spectacle. The players are the entertainment. The players are. You know, the circus that everyone wants to go see, you know what I mean? It's a really good point. So would a Payne Haas or a Latrell Mitchell or who, who would be the highest paid player in the NRL? NRL. For me, I'd say for me yeah. as, as a former player and what I, what I see and who brings the most value to a team, I think that Nathan Cleary is one of them and uh, Cameron, Cameron Munster is the other and what would they be earning? They should be on 1.5 minimum. It's a really good point. Interesting. Hey, Chuck, if we, if you were put in as the NRL CEO today, what changes would you make to the game? If any. We're having a hard time with with reception today well we can see but we, we can hear him we can't see him. <laughs> yeah you there Chuck? i mean i never left all right <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna re re-ask the question did did you hear my question or would you like me to repeat it repeat it if you were made nrl ceo today what would you do differently or would you keep the game the same? Um, what would I do differently? Um, I'd probably... Uh, I know, I just, I just... I just find a way. I bring, I bring back the old, the old game. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, we're really struggling with. Um, with um, is it my connection or Chalk? Shoulder bar just hangs no, it's it again. Chalks. That's better. That's much there. It is much better. That's that's much better. You there? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, we we didn't get any any yeah. any of your answer. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Um, for me to to make the game better, you have to bring back the the shoulder barges. The stuff that's going to give you entertainment to the game. Have a bit, have a little bit of beef. Let them get away with a little bit more, as far as um, you know, head eyes. But not you know, obviously pull them up. But don't be as as you know, don't be as um, you know, don't send them off for ten or send them off for good. Um, be be a bit more lenient. Towards um, certain things, you know, just to, to, to keep the game entertained. Yeah. So, would you say the game's gone? The game has gone softer as a whole. Hundred percent, brother. Hundred percent. Well, back in the eighties, bro, you can head eye, you can head eye a bloke off the off the off the kickoff, and you still be on the field. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. And, and and you can there'll be there'll be half a dozen dudes punching on and the breath will just pull it up, convoy settle down, let's go again, let's go again, let's go back at it. What why do you think that these changes were made? Do you think is it because of the concussion only or there's a there's a broader there's there's broader Im- implications? I don't know, man. They're soft, man. Soft. I know, I know what they're soft, bro. I mean, there's going to be concussions, man. It's, it's footy. Like, fuck, you're dead. Like, you know, we're not playing marbles here, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, um, Chuck, you're spot on because it's what the fans want. I don't know why that the governors mate, of our game changed that. They've got, to, they've got to fucking bring it back, mate. They've got to bring the biff back. They've got to bring the, you know, be more lenient with head eyes, be more lenient with with everything. You know what I mean? Bring, bring, the, bring the shoulder cards. The Sunny Bills back in the game, you know what I mean? Like, we want that. We want, we want, the fans want to see that shit. They want to see. They want to see. As much as we don't want to say it, I mean, say it. All the people want to say it. We don't. We don't want to see. Um. We don't want to. You know, pain and hurt. But people want to see that shit. That's entertainment. Is CTE ruining the game, both AFL and NRL? I believe so. I believe that. I believe as. as it's not making it as entertaining, and they're losing a lot of fans because of it. Hey, Chuck, the other thing is I want to talk to you about the NRL in terms of Homebush Stadium. Do you think they should remove that as a um, stadium for the NRL and play games back in the city? Um, which one? The SFS? The, yeah, no, no. They say the SFS, the new one that's been built at Moore Park. Do you think that should be the home of rugby instead of having, say, South Sydney and all the Roosters play games out at Homebush? I believe so. I believe so. I mean, I believe because, only because the areas south, I mean, Redfern and Alexandria, they're they're around the city, you know what I mean? They're closer to, to more park than than Homebush, like going out to Homebush, like, out, you know, nearly halfway out west. And, you know, I think I think it's, they, they should be played, you know, at home, like where, they, where they're from. 
Yeah, but what about Manly? Should they play their games at the SFS as well? Who's that? Manly. Yeah, um, only the finals. I think the finals. I played well, in the 90s, you know, 96 especially. We played all our games in the city at, at the SFS, and that was, that was the best um, the best place to play and the best for the fans. Interesting. Chuck, let's look at the one question for, for you is about the state of boxing in Australia right now. Where do you think boxing is at right now? Are we are we in, are we in a good place? I think we're in a good place. We're, we're, we're always going to be have young fellas coming up and, and and taking over and and being the you know like holding the torch for the for the for this for this era. So, um, you know you got Georgie Camposas, um, Tim Zoo, young Tim Zoo. Um, Paulie Acuso that's coming through. Got a young, lot of young kids, a lot of young talent. Um, so I, I believe we're in a good place. You know what I mean? Why do you think governments have held back funds and funding to amateur boxing compared if you compare them to other sports? Because if you if you, you look at other sports and how much money goes into them, and then you look at boxing, it's non-existent. Yeah, man. And but yet, yet if you if you if you can be like the man, you can. It's, it's the most generated um, sport that you can you can generate. I mean, I made thirty five million in my career. My name one AFL player or football player has done that. None. No many. If any. Matter of fact, there's none, bro. There's none. Let's just say there's none. No one's done what I've done. Period. Full stop. I'm the most baddest, most flamboyant, most most explosive, um, charismatic athlete there's ever been. Not in this time and in that time, but of all time, boys. You know what I mean? It's, it's just good for you to talk to me. I'm not giving my time to right now. But I like you fellas. Alhamdulillah. My Muslim brother, I love you brothers. Especially my Muslim brother. But Tanda, I love you too. But we're going to bring you across, cuz. You know what I mean? No, I, I appreciate the love, Jock. Now, do you, do you see an AFL player or an NRL player or any other person in Australia to be able to achieve what you have done in both sports? Never. But there's a, there's a reason why I play for St. George. There's a reason why. Because they won 11 premierships straight, you know? You know that in history? 11 premierships straight. That would probably never be done again, right? Penrith's on free. I'll doubt they'll get full. But anyway... Um, I play for St. George for a reason because my my, my, my career, my, what I've done, what I've achieved, never before, never again. It won't happen again. I'm, I'm, you... one, I'm, I'm one. We lost him again, unfortunately. Who's streaming? Is it? Is it Chocks or is it mine or yours? Our, ours seems to be fine. Maybe maybe it's Chocks. But even though it's signalling that his, <clears throat> his reception is good, um, well, he's been getting, saying some outstanding stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We we're getting into a decent conversation there too. So hopefully we can we can have him back. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 lo I loved his commentary about CTE and how that the game was being uh, I don't know, filtered or, or stymied because of the fact that we couldn't, we can't, um, the game isn't allowing CTE to be a part of the future. Well, why why I asked about 
the, the state of boxing is because if you compare the amount of money that's been put into the sport and compare it with other codes, mate, it's not even close. Like that that whole infrastructure is not there. So what, what boxing as a whole? Yeah, but it is in terms of funding, it's barely there. The the the, the only time you really see that funding is when is when the government wants to pretty much um, send their team up to the Olympics or the or the or the Commonwealth Games. Oh no, we've got to give them more credit than that. I mean, Chris Minns injected a lot of money into UFC two ninety three in September. But that's not that's not that's not grassroots boxing. Terms. No, no, you're right. But also, it's a big difference. Big difference. The, uh, former Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews and his sports minister paid quite a large sum of money to get Cambosis and Haney to Marvel Stadium, where there was, what, um, 40,000 people? Again, doesn't go down to the grassroots. That goes all into the pockets of the no, fighters. it doesn't. And the promoters. So... But, but because... Um, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah. So, therefore, the investment in grassroots isn't there. So, how do you produce the next best talent? It's all at the, at the cost of the fighters and, 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 the, and, the, and the gyms that cater these fighters. No, and, I agree. Uh, yeah. And a lot of these fighters... Uh, and and a lot of these gym owners, you know, they they struggled to make these things happen. So the man's back. Let's bring him back on. He's back Let's in. Back on. Yeah, he's back on. The man's back. Chalk you back. Boys, yeah. Mate, when I, when I talk, I talk fire. I talk facts. Yeah, I get too, the phone got too hot, man. I can't let it cut you back off. You too. He's going too. He's too strong. Those, those blokes above you are cutting off your feed. <laughs> so, Chuck, we were talking about um, – Ahmed asked you a question, I think it was about um, boxing. Funding, the funding. Why Why is there the I, same I amount know. of money put into the Bo- sport? Boxing what do you think? A, boxing always had a bad sort of, sort of rap, um, you know, to, to, not to the general public, but, but authority, authorities, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they always, they always make it hard, you know, we talk about concussion. I've been knocked out more times in footy than I did in boxing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, How many? I mean, why in footy? Yeah. I would be probably unconscious about six times. What, wow. hospitalised? Uh, no, not, not hospitalised. I'm too pretty for hospital back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him on the back and get back up. Hey, Chuck, what would you say is your toughest fight in the ring ever? My toughest fight in the ring? Kessler? Kessler was a tough one. Kessler was a tough one. What about Oki? Oki was tough because I didn't have that experience. I didn't have that seasoning, but uh, he was was a good champion. But, uh, yeah. so, what, what about what, uh, sorry Ahmed what about um, the one people want to always ask about no I don't want to sound like a cliche but where does Danny Green rate amongst your opponents well, I played play with him like a little boy son. that right I played with him like a little boy son. you didn't forget you, 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 you had amnesia you had amnesia <laughs> <laughs> Tony's got it I reckon I'm a fight son. I don't know why they're dropping back. You know what I mean
Oh, look, I'm not going to argue the results. We all know what happened. You no, and he... happened. It, was a, it was no contest. That's what happened. Wow. Are you and he on Mate, good terms? They shouldn't have said to that point. Oh, <laughs> um, are you and Danny on good terms at the moment? Sorry, I mean, you, Chuck, you had a real history of fighting your best fights when you didn't like your opponent. Yeah, that's why my, my, I reckon my best fight is Sam Solomon too. Because I, I did hate him, I didn't like him. Um, because he was a boxing prostitute when it, when it comes to Mundane. You know I mean, when it comes to Mundane, he was a boxing prostitute. He wanted to go into other, other guys' camp, Manny Siaka, Sven Ochi. Um, and um, I said, I'm going to get this cap one day. Because I, I fought him early in my career, about my seventh fight. I still only, I was very green. I won, but it was a close fight, and I won. But um, I said, if I get this guy again, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. And that's what I, I nearly did. Well, I won my second world title, WBA, WBA, middleweight. When it was vacant, we were the highest ranked fighters to fight. And I wanted to kill him. Hey, Ahmed, I was ringside for that fight, and I think in the second or third round, Chuck floored Sam Solomon, and I don't think he's been the same since. Uh, ah. poor, old, poor old Sam is struggling a bit, yeah, unfortunately. Um, Chuck, one last one from me, mate. If you could give a piece of advice to a young athlete trying to make it in the world of NRL, in the world of boxing, what would that be? Uh Boys, boys out there, don't drink, don't smoke, don't do drugs. Um, try and stay away from the ladies. Oh, you, you can, you can, <laughs> Coming from you. But I mean, try and set goals, set dreams for yourself. Like, start implementing dreams in your head before you chase them and achieve them. Know what you want to be, know what you're passionate about. But listen, I, I want you to try and beat me. You won't, you won't ever do it, but at least try it. Give it a crack. Like Tavita Young, Tavita Penguin Jr. Like, I love the brother. He, he, was, he was a good football player, but he's a, a prop. You know what I mean? I was a, I was a Razzmatazz, 5'8", general, finisher. I was a finisher, creator. I was all that. I was prince of one. That's, someone like Tavita's a prop. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not as pretty to watch as me. And even in the ring, I was the prettiest, baby. Prettiest to watch. There you go. I was a pin to the eye. Not in a sexual way, just in a, in a charismatic way. Um, Chalk, one more from me. Now, 
you're um, set to appear in Channel 7's upcoming SAS Celebrity Series, which I think starts tonight on the Seven Network. Yeah, yeah. How did you go and who did you have most problems with as a competitor slash um, teammate? I didn't have any problems with anyone. Probably, probably three of the brothers that, that I'll probably call lifelong, friend, lifelong friends now. That's Craig McLaughlin, brother Craig. He's a big Mac, we call him. He's a, de- he's a deadly brother. Me and him connected well. Um, Peter Bowl, my Muslim brother, Peter Bowl. I'm the lad. We, we, we prayed together. We've we done lots of stuff together, me and Pete. And, uh, and Boyd Cordner, surprisingly. Brother Boyd, um, everything shaked like a house on fire. It was, it was, it was a great experience, man. But um, it was just, it was unfortunate, bro, because it was at a time when my auntie, my auntie Kerry, she just got diagnosed with um, terminal cancer. And I, I committed to the show before finding that out. And then, because my mum's, my mum's sister, my young mum's younger sister, she married my dad's brother. You know, my uncles and aunties married each other so two brothers got me two sisters so she was like my second mum you know what i mean and um and i found out so my head wasn't there bro my head wasn't there i'm pure because i'm very competitive i'm very competitive i want to fucking i want to win my marbles with the man you know what i mean and i want to be the man so so my head wasn't there, bro. But I done the best I could, you know. What I mean, I done my best. I brung some entertainment to the to the picture. Everyone tuned in tonight, baby. You know, and I and I and I and I, and I, and I SAS show. It's the Monday show. Just tune in to that. Hey, uh, so, what? What? How did you get along well with Akamanis? Yeah, Akas good too. Akas good, but he lasted two minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he lasted two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> typical Melbourne boy, bro. Typical, typical Melbourne boy, you know what I mean? He wanted to bounce after the first, you know, they do, they give you a sting. Yeah. You're like, uh, what do they call them? Um, fucking sting. They, they sting you, and, and you do you gotta do all these fucking push ups and sit, all that shit. After the first one, he wanted, he wanted to leave after that. You're fucking serious? <laughs> it should be the face of two minute noodles. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck me, dude. <laughs> this is the most laughs we've had on this show. In- oh, yes. Chuck, you're a classic, man. Oh. I tell you. This guy. All right. Unfortunately, we, hey. we have to wrap things up, Chuck. But, mate. But last thing, I'm going to have a last thing. Yeah, tell me. No matter how you slice it, dice it, Fucking mix it. The man's number one athlete ever, ever. Not at this time, not at that time, but of all time. You know what I mean? The man is number one. There's no one. I'm number one. Daylight second. Daylight third. Daylight fourth. Whoever you got number number five, you tell it. You tell me. But I'm the best. See you later. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam. See you, brother. See you, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, there you go. The man, the legend, Anthony Mundine. Wow, what a show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not only... Never a, not short only, of entertainment. Never not short only, of entertainment. Oh. Not only is, is he one of Australia's greatest athletes, he can also make people laugh.
I'll tell you, that's that's probably one of the most we've that's, that's the most we've lost on this show. But even outside the show, he's a classic. Well, you know what, Judge Nakamanis is going to rue the day that he said that. <laughs> <laughs> the face of two minute noodles. Oh. <laughs> that was very um, good. You, you, the the only thing about the um, about Anthony Mundine's interview that we've just conducted over the last thirty five minutes, I wish we had been in a studio. And I'm sure we'll get him in at some stage, but also the um, the uh, up and down nature of the cutting in and out. That's the only. Um, so right, that's why it's called raw sport. It's raw. It's real life. This is what no, happens. it is. And he was fantastic. He's just he's got so much to say, and he's also you know excuse me, he's also a human rights activist. He loves his people, and he's highly religious. He he really is, and uh, we absolutely appreciate him coming on and 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 thank him for for taking the time out to jump on the show awesome all right everyone um we we have to end it on a high and there's i think i think talks pretty much <laughs> the, the highest of highs that we've had in a long time thank you everyone. sensational thank you tony thank you everyone for, for tuning in we'll catch you all on wednesday 10 a.m uh yes 10 a.m and friday 10 a.m take care everyone thank you Thank you thank you